welcome to another episode of Block Talk, presented by Theater in the Now. I'm your host, as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode and leave a five-star review while you're there. Did you know there is an easy way to help support the podcast and keep the show going? Buy Me a Coffee is an incredible new platform where you, the loyal Block Talk audience, can say thank you to your favorite host. All you have to do is show support with a few taps by leaving a little tip that's just like buying me a cup of coffee. And the great thing is, you don't even need to create an account. Visit buymeacoffee.com slash blocktalk and keep Block Talk going strong like a cup of coffee. And as always, follow me on Instagram at michaelblocktalk, on Twitter at blocktalknyc, and visit theaterinthenow.com for latest news, reviews, and interviews. All eyes have been on Europe, and soon music will help to try to heal and bring the world together, as Eurovision 2022 is less than a month away. So, which of the 40 countries will walk away with a win and host the show next year? Welcome to the Block Talk Eurovision Preview Podcast, where we share our favorites and the critics' darlings for this year's contest. And don't worry, this will most likely be a Yaya Ding Dong free podcast. Joining me on this journey through music is Eurovision superfan of my forever prince, Robbie Rice. Hello! Hello. How are you? Yes. <laughs> yeah, you know what? With the the state of the world and and life, I that's a that's an appropriate answer. That's uh, just say yes and smile and nod and go on. There it is. Well, I'm excited to go through this with you. Now, I know you are a big big Eurovision fan. How did you get into Eurovision? Um so for years I had heard like um, different numbers and just kind of caught up with it. And then working on cruise ships, um, working with people from Europe, uh, they were they were into it. And to be honest, um, I really, really dug deep into it during quarantine because um, with it getting shut down, I was like, oh, I really like a lot of these songs. And then the movie came out and I was like, okay, this movie is very spot on and truly amazing. Probably my favorite Will Ferrell movie because I don't really like any of his others, but that's I agree. Okay. It's my favorite movie of his. Um, I've watched it way too many times as everyone clearly knows, um, but it's, it's just a lot of fun and music brings the world together. And I think this is a great display of that. Yeah, um, it. I think what's so great about Eurovision is that unlike any other song competition, especially American song competitions, um, it's all about the craft and it's about supporting each other. Yeah, there are little um, little competitions between people, especially because it's so politicized, but the performance itself it doesn't take itself seriously. Right. Um, it isn't about like the fame. It isn't about I have to win this cash prize or win this. It's about like I'm here to show you what I have. And so some of the wildest entries are my favorites. I agree. I mean, look at like 2012 when Russia literally sent Babushka's baking bread on stage or whatever yep. year that was. Yeah, it, it's always fun to see what entries are there because 
obviously um, Americans, we see the show and sometimes we don't quite get it. There is the American Song Contest going right now. Um, We're not going to discuss that because I know you are not a fan. Um, Listen, when someone lip syncs, I just... I mean, lip sync for a performance, go for it. But if you're in a competition and you're lip syncing, I just, yeah, I don't understand. And that's fair. Um, they're, they're really trying to toe the line of doing Eurovision, but also making it feel like an American music show. And that's the disconnect because it's just, it's not feeling correct. That also, being they said, have I'm celebrities. They have celebrities in it. Well, they have some like, celebrities in this one too. Sometimes, no, you can't. You can't be um, like a, a world-renowned pop. Like, like Michael Bolton would never be able to perform in Eurovision. What did we have last year? Who was it? Daddy Yankee? How is he's not uh, like a pop sensation though? Here he is. He just, he just took he just took off on YouTube because of his like eccentric song. Uh huh. Well, I don't know. I mean, we'll we'll go through some of these. Some of them have uh, some contestants from reality shows from their respective countries. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm excited to go through this. But we have to start for the listeners who may not be uh, well versed in Eurovision. We're going to give them some Eurovision historical facts. Um, let's begin with what is Eurovision? Eurovision is a 66 year old contest watched by around 200 million viewers every year. Um, if you want to watch it this year in America, I believe you have to watch it via the Peacock app. Um, I believe that's the place where they're going to be airing it. I don't know if we have any official hosts going on this time, but we'll find out. The contest was established in 1956 to promote peace in Eurovision, in Eurovision after the horrors of World War II. It began with only seven countries and for the first and only time each country performed two songs. Did you know that? I did not. Yeah. The grand finale involves competitors from uh, 26 different countries, uh, usually performing one song and then the voting from the countries whom cannot vote for themselves and then the audience. But we'll discuss how voting works a little later. The only time Eurovision was canceled was in 2020 due to COVID. Um, But everyone from that competition was invited back next year. The country with the most wins, do you know? I want to say it is Sweden. Sweden is second with six. Number one is Ireland with seven. And then with five, we have Luxembourg, France, the Netherlands, and the United Kingdom. Might have things have changed. But each year, the big five are automatically placed in the finale. And those countries include Spain, Italy, Germany, United Kingdom, and France. Some of them excel. Some of them get no points, like UK last year. It's because of the money. Mm-hmm. The maximum amount of people allowed on stage is still and currently six people, six performers. Um, and of all the Eurovision winners, 38 have been female solo artists, 12 have been male solo artists, and 12 have been duos or groups. Obviously, the biggest two names that have come out of Eurovision, ABBA and Celine Dion. Yes, Good old Celine Dion singing for Switzerland. Yeah, um, it's a good song. It's a fun song. And, yeah, um, I mean, they they used it in the Eurovision movie. It's Conchita and um, Conchita and I think that's Elena uh, from mm-hmm. Estonia when they sing um, 
that duet up top. Yep. Um, yeah. Well, listeners, we're, I'm not even going to try to pronounce the song name. I am bad at pronunciation. So just a warning for how this podcast is going to go. Um, maybe you're better maybe because you're more worldly than I am. Um, I apologize in advance. Listen, if you count worldly as being to Australia, another <laughs> English speaking country, by all means. And you went to New Zealand. That's another one. Another English speaking country. <laughs> There's hobbits. Listen, I know. I was supposed to be leaving for my European backpacking trip in literally four days. And uh, it's not happening. I was supposed to be at Eurovision this year. No. Okay, next year we'll go. Yes. All right. So facts about this year's Eurovision. The 66th edition of Eurovision will be held from May 10th to May 14th in Turin, Italy, as the host nation is Italy. And they won last year with a performance from Moscow. Uh, and they've been doing pretty damn well. They've been appearing in a lot of American um, talk shows. They were at Coachella. Um, so they're doing pretty good for themselves. Yeah, I think um, I think the movie really brought Eurovision to um, America because I think, in lack of better terms, it humanized. But it it um, I think it helped people understand more what Eurovision was. I mean, right. they tried to help people understand in 2016 with Love, Love, Peace, Peace, uh, but I don't know that people quite got it. No. Now there are going to be. 40 countries participating this year due to the war in Ukraine. Russia was expelled from competing. See ya. We're not going to make this a political podcast, but with what people are predicting, it may be a political Eurovision. We'll find out. We'll discuss it when we get to um, discussing one of our front runners. The show will be hosted by Alessandro Catalan, Laura Posani, and my man, Mika. I am so excited. He's not even Italian and he gets this honor. I mean, they've had hosts that are like, have some heritage from places before. Like uh, in 2006, they had one of the E um, correspondents hosting. She was awful. She was all, they came flying in from the ceiling and the guy was all posed and whatnot. And she looked like a wet noodle <laughs> hanging from the sky. I'll have to send you the clip. She looked like a wet noodle hanging from the sky and then just dropped in. She was so bad. And I was like, you work in television. Like, this is what you yeah. do for a living. And you're so bad. But because yeah. she had Greek heritage, she was a host. Now, I know that Mika is a big name in Italy and and, and throughout Europe. Uh, he is part of a bunch of singing competitions and, and whatnot. Um, so I'm excited to have Mika there. Um, as everyone knows, I'm a diehard Mika fan. Another person who was at Coachella this year. Um, maybe I should have gone. No, that would probably not be fun. Unless I'm like in the front row, it's not worth it, is it? I, I wouldn't know. I don't like <laughs> VIP. VIP, I don't like then crowds. I'll go. The only time I would put up with a crowd is for Eurovision. That's fair. Now, the theme of this competition is called Sound of Beauty. Would you like to dissect what that means to you? Um, whale noises. Um, and yeah, and the cones, whales. <laughs> pine cones crunching under your feet. Um, uh, crying children. Oh no! Um, well, this will be incorporated into the theme of the event, and also 
into what they call the postcards, uh, which is the little uh, snippets in between the each act as the stage crew gets each um, set ready, which honestly, that is such an amazing feat. Uh, yeah, it used to be um, they would take the groups and they would have them do something that was like culturally immersive right. for that country, which I kind of liked a little more because you saw like that performer or perform those performers doing something that related to the um, the co- host country itself versus like these are things that I like. Yeah, um, and I, I know there is a list of places that have been filmed for the postcards, but I don't really know Italy, so I can't really help there. I've never been. I'd like to go one day. One day, maybe. All right. Again, one more thing before we get into this year's competition. We got to discuss the voting because the voting is a little complicated if you don't know the system. Yes. And it it it's changed a lot of times, too. Yeah. I think 2015 or 2016 was the uh, first time they like broke into the split vote. Right. And even before then, back in um, like the early 2000s, it was a different process too. And it's, it's wild. All right. So 50% of the vote comes from the televiewers, the viewers at home. 50% of the vote is from the jury of each country. The jury cannot award points to their own participants. And I believe that's the same when it comes to the people at home. Correct. With televoting, um, you register uh, with whatever country you're with. Um, Like I'm registered as uh, an other. So within the OG, um, OGA, whatever the acronym is, um, to be able to like keep up with the newsletter and have the option of um, garnering those tickets when they go on sale because they're so hard to get and within that we can't vote because we're an other because we're not in the ebu right but each country when they register with that then that locks them in and they can vote for anything else long explanation um when it comes to the semifinals the countries will be split into um two nights Within the night semis, they will be voting along with either two or three of the big five, even though the big five will not be competing on those semifinal nights. This year, the semifinal one will be 17 countries plus votes from France and Italy. Semifinal two will be 18 countries plus votes from Spain, Germany, and United Kingdom. Everything is done through pulling out of like little baskets, basically. It's all random. It's, it's the Hunger Games. It's literally yeah. like the Hunger Games where they pull Which it Which I think is fair. It up. Yes. Oh, Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, It's always funny to me because I feel like my favorite song always gets that awful second spot. Really? Yeah. (laughs) Like last last year, one of my favorites was Albania and she got that second spot um, in the finale. And it just it it doesn't do people favors. And this year I don't want to announce it but i mean you already know you already know my personal favorite for this year yeah it was the first one i had heard for all of eurovision this year and i've been rooting it on since since its uh birth now obviously this is also to help the voting blocks because as you said politicized and some countries have alliances in real life with other countries so sometimes that's how they vote 
this helps to prevent that at least in the semifinals. When we get to exactly when we get to the finals, there will be 25 countries this year comprising of the big five plus the 10 best ranked entries from each night of the semis. But also part of the fun. Are there not 26 this year? um, I thought it was 25 uh, because Russia was out. I think it was 10, 10, 5. Oh, they took it down to 25. Wow. I think that's what the wiki said. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, I could be wrong. 25 or 26. We'll find out. Um, But part of the fun each year is the spokesperson from each country's jury. Um, It's fun to see who it is and usually where their green screen is telling them they are. And they're so awkward. They are. But... I said this was going to be a Yaya Ding Dong free podcast. I lied. Last year, brilliant moment. It went viral. The Yaya Ding Dong guy was the spokesperson for Iceland, and they made it an entire bit. The host barely could figure out how to contain it. It was funny. It was live TV, and I enjoyed it. You know he was in Game of Thrones, too? I did not know that. Is what? Yeah, like in the early seasons, just as, um, I guess, featured ensemble. Interesting. Um, yeah, for those who don't remember, I had a little bit of a back injury issue last year, and I was so excited by this moment that I literally leaped out of my chair and then could not walk for two straight days. I love Yaya Ding Dong so much, but that's it. We're not talking about Yaya Ding Dong. No more Yaya Ding Dong. Oh, you're not gonna play it at the end. We're not gonna play it. No, no, no. I we demand you play it. Okay, fine. You know what? We're gonna we'll we'll play it. Um, but let's dive in. So we're going to break this down into three categories. Essentially, we'll start with our faves. Um, you and I had a conversation one night and we were just talking about some of our faves. So I took that and I said, we're going to discuss those. Then we're going to do some of the critics choices, um, which include two of your favorites. Um, but I wanted to put them into the other category. Um, and these are based on what the critics and betters are saying at the moment which is very interesting and then we'll just talk about some of the best of the rest um if we get to all 40 maybe we'll get to all 40 we'll find out are you ready to dive in to our favorites i'm just gonna prepare the world and say that uh my opinions of this year's eurovision are much lower than my opinions of last year's eurovision so if you hate my opinion buy me a drink there it is. All right, we're going to do this in alphabetical order. Uh, I know that's not what we had on the sheet, but alphabetical order just seems fair, so we're not playing favorites. And we are going to start off with a song that I like and a song that you like. It is Australia. The song is not the same artist, Sheldon Riley. They will be in semifinal number two, eighth position. The live performance that Sheldon Riley gave with that silver beaded mask thing and that gender bending black frock, black frock I was like, this is so camp. Um, we love a power ballad, especially if it has any shades of anything about, you know, inclusion of marginalized people. And fun fact, Sheldon Riley has appeared on The Voice Australia and America's Got Talent. Yes. Um, so, fun, like, you know that this is Australia's uh, sixth year. Mm-hmm. Only they're, uh, they were, they call them the anniversary country back in like, or uh, maybe this is seven for them. I think it was uh no because 2020 was canceled right. so this so is their sixth year yeah um because 2015 was their inaugural inaugural um entry and honestly they've had some of my favorite songs every year 
yeah. um, with zero gravity back in 2019 with Glinda the Good Witch up on that massive <laughs> pole. Um, the uh, gosh, why can't I remember his name? Um, but the the first guy that they had um, in 2015, his voice is insane. And then Sound of Silence, which took second one year. This song, I think, what it's going to do well. I don't think it's going to win. And um, and like if Australia wins, then some random country in Europe has to host too because they won't ever have it in Australia. Right. Um, so I like for Australia to win, it's going to take a lot. But I think what does this song a disservice is the repetition of the same words over and over. Mm-hmm. Um, his voice is insane. It, it has so much depth behind it and um, strength, but I just, I don't know that the, the lyrics are going to win over the audience as much. Right. I think this is going to be uh, one that will come down to performance, which is going to be a theme of this podcast, because I'm going to talk about performance needing to be um, quite big for a lot of these numbers. Um, but yeah, there was something about that performance that, I was like, I love that we're really going into this gender bending world because there are a lot of songs this year that are um, really about inclusivity and being who you are and being yourself. Um, and Sheldon Riley, I don't know, I don't know how he uh, sees himself, but I was like, okay, you're 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 giving us um, both genders, and I'm here for it. And maybe that's the thing that will will do well. Um, but yeah, his voice is really really strong. Um, I would. I would say he sounds like someone else, but I'm going to save that comparison for someone later on to the podcast. But he has a really strong voice, a good pop um, pop sound, and I, I hope Australia does well. I will say with um, the gender identity thing, I think we're at a point where we don't even need the two genders anymore. I mean, everyone should be able to identify as whatever they want it, with it being... I mean, most of the time I identify as a dumpster fire. So, um, <laughs> like, I think, I think each individual should be free to express themselves. Also, wear whatever you want. I mean, it's great that we have people like um, uh, Harry Styles and um, what's his name, Ricky Ullman from uh, even Phil of the Future back, uh, like from Disney Channel. They uh, push gender norms and i think it's very important that the public sees things like these yeah even um i think it was uh again 2015 when i think it was denmark did uh, a song that i like screamed at because it blew my mind they uh were singing the song about a kiss and it was this actual couple singing the song and then they had a guy-girl couple, a guy-girl couple. And then in the middle, they were zoomed in on them and the couple swapped. And all of a sudden they froze on a kiss of each couple. And it was the main couple, then two men and two women. And I was like, I did not expect that. And yeah. so I think it's um, I think it's so important that we continue to push these norms to, you know, just get people comfortable accepting everything. We, we have come so far but we still haven't come far enough for um, POC, for um, the LGBTQ community, 
and uh, the opportunity for a like queer individual who is a POC to represent all things on that stage. Um, exactly. I think it's very, very important that people don't just um, disregard that or try to like label it. I think it's very important that they go, this is amazing, this is brave, and let's continue to push for things like this. I agree. I mean, again, Conchita worst one. That's a big step. Absolutely. Well, I mean, even before Conchita, there was, um, oh gosh, what's their name from Israel who won in like 2000 or like the late 90s. And it was the first transgender individual to win the competition and in Israel of all places. Right. It was like, um, gosh, why am I blinking on their name? Uh, anyway, if you're interested, you just look up the the trans individual who won in Israel. And um, it's like, I think Europe, there are so many backwoods, like rooted traditions. Um, but I think there are still so many opportunities to be progressive and that uh, things like Eurovision really push those boundaries and allow I mean, people a stage. In Italy, gay marriage isn't still legal. It's still not I legal. know. Um, so there's a lot of progress that still needs to be done in, in parts of Europe. We're not going to talk about what's happening here in America because that's a whole different conversation, a podcast, because uh, we're about to go backwards potentially. But yeah, I'm excited. Australia, good luck. Are you ready for our next song? Also, just hello, Australia people. I love you. I'm single. I'm a man who has a lot to offer. <laughs> do, you, do you find the accent sexy? Not, no. <laughs> I'll introduce yes, you to yes, my Australian husband. I'll, I'll introduce you to my Australia husband. Um, are we going to go to Pride, World Pride? 2023, no. Sydney. I, again, crowds. But it's Sydney. It's expensive to get over there. Like, Fine, the I'll win. Reason... Okay, if I win the lottery, then we're going. Yeah, you can play the lottery all you want. And if you want to be my sugar daddy, you go for it. It's happening. All right, next song. We are going to Croatia. This is one of my picks. It is Guilty Pleasure by Mia Dimsik. Uh, they will be performing semifinal one, 11th position. This is a long shot, but I really love Mia's voice. It's very delicate and lives in that folk pop world. Very much has shades of Taylor Swift. In fact, there are people on TikTok who accused her of stealing Taylor Swift's music. The live performance was her and a contortionist dancer person, and I'm excited to see how they're going to amp it up for the big stage. But this song has reached number one in Croatia. You have feelings. You don't like it, do you? You you say your mind, say your piece. The stage is yours. Yeah, you're bored by this song, aren't you? I mean, the whole Taylor Swift thing, first off, I'm like, I've never really enjoyed Taylor Swift, sorry to the Swifties out there. You can't cancel me because I don't have social media. <laughs> um, the, um, she's upstaged by the dancer the entire Absolutely. time. Absolutely. Because she, she just kind of sits and then walks around. I think she has a beautiful voice and I think it's a very coffee house style song. Yeah. Um, would I like enjoy listening to it? Sure. Am I bored? Absolutely. Do you think it's going to go to the finals? No. Yeah. Long shot. I, 
I again, it's like a nice chill song. Um, I think if we can compare it to anything from last year is Bulgaria's growing up is getting old where she had mm-hmm. that kind of like indie vibe. Um, but there was something special and charismatic about her and her staging and the song. And I think her song just meant so much more. And I think where we were in the world too, the whole thing of like growing up is getting old and everything like that. It just kind of, um, I think it was more relevant and I just I don't know I don't the song doesn't do anything for me that's fair um I yeah I I just like the 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 sound of it um but yeah I don't think it's gonna win I don't think it's gonna go far let's move on to no now Croatia last year I will say that is the biggest robbery from last year the fact that she did not make it to the finals Albina Wherever you are, thank you for TikTok. I like, I'm not normally into like dance pop music, but she, she, it was like the staging. And there were songs last year that I was like, how, how, and why? Why and how? Voting. And she was like the one that didn't make it. And I, they were, projecting her to be in like the top five originally let's go on to denmark this is a song that i picked it is the show by ready they will be in semifinal one 12th position i love that it's a throwback track it's female rockers wearing pantsuits that all live in very different decades the lyrics are really empowering about you know being who you want to be and no one can stop you but I think what they're going to have to do in turn is they got to be making a big production number because you can't just be a rock band on stage. It's not going to be enough. Even Monoskin last year, but rock band on stage, but they had flair. So I'm excited. We love female rockers, don't we? Oh boy. Here, here we go. What's uh, I, thoughts? I mean, I love me some like Melissa Etheridge and uh, like Hart and uh, Alanis Morissette, but I just, um, I think they missed the memo that this is Eurovision. And instead they were like, let's just play one of our songs from our set list. That's fair. Um, I really think this might be one of the last place finishers. Interesting. Into the finals or in general? In general. I, Interesting. Um, I honestly like didn't get what you got from the lyrics. But um, yeah, I just... It, it's it starts off completely different and then flips and uh, I think they try to do too much in three minutes. There's I think if they had like maybe I don't know just some some element of uh, honestly yeah I'm sorry yeah, I'm like I'm like that's okay cuckooing that's on all of your songs. That's all right. We got we got different different feelings on things. I mean, yeah, you're always entitled to your wrong opinion, and I yeah, it's all right. <laughs> well, let's let's move on to a song that you picked, and um, I believe the critics are kind of here for it. Also, I may not be, but it is from France. The song is "Foulen" by Alvin and Ahez. They are part of the Big Five, so they automatically go to the finals. Now, this live performance was a lot to take in. It was like the girls were like the witches from Macbeth, and the irony: the song is based on celtic mythology 
Mm-hmm. Um, I think if they continue in this realm of sensory overload, they could get some points thrown their way. And also, that guy was hot. I, I will, I will take him. Uh, but so this song is sang in Breton. Uh, yes. First off, this is the first year that there has not been an entry sang in French. So, yes. fun fact. Um, but this is sang in Breton, which is uh, the only Celtic language that is still spoken on the mainland of Europe and um, it's spoken in uh, basically Brittany in like France Um, it's just I think it's so it's so different and it's so unique and that's that's where I was finding this year I was like there wasn't a lot of uniqueness there weren't a lot of songs that like surprised me or got me excited. I've had to like listen to them over and over and over to be like, oh, I'm finding things that I like about this. Because originally I was like, I'm not excited for this year. Um, but this song, I was like, oh, this is so different. And it brings in such a different sound that we haven't had in a long time. Um, yeah it's i think there's a lot of confidence that exudes from these performers as well uh in what they're doing which is great too because it's kind of a style and uh their staging you really have to be like you know what let's get wet and wild yeah uh it definitely has flares of like a throwback eurovision track in the sense of how it is staged in the in the at least in their um in the france um performance um so i'm very excited to see how they're going to amp it up to this new stage and and everything but yeah it was definitely a sensory overload it was um a lot to take in um but yeah france always does well i i did you not were... like france last year um what? i know oh we're, see, we're gonna talk I... about it i don't like ballads i don't like ballads i think this is the biggest shift that a country has had yes. too from like voila to this and um you were just sensory overload because you were moist the whole time (laughs) um it uh yeah i think it has a lot going on i think it's like that whole i'm so into voguing right now but i think rave culture is becoming very popular and i think it's a huge rave song that i think the audience will respond to a lot um I'm big on ballads if they go somewhere. Like Switzerland last year was my number one because that ballad took me somewhere. Uh, Voila had this like story to it and the staging was um, perfect for it itself. Um, Whereas some of the ballads this year are just like, I'm saying the same two words over and over. But with with this number, I uh, I think it really is going to stand out because it's different. Like last year, I think the song that stood out the most was Gendrix from Germany, mm-hmm. but people didn't respond well to it except for us. Exactly. I was like, oh, this is amazing. I love this song. And everybody's like, ooh. Yeah. Um, but I think this song stands out for all of the right reasons. Yep. We're going to move on to a next pick which is another one for me. It is from Ireland. It's That's Rich by Brooke. It will be in semifinal two, 10th position. And this is where we're going to disagree because you know you don't love those dance pop hits. And this is a certified upbeat dance pop hit. Um, I really love her vibe. She's got this Charlie XCX style with a little more accessible edge. 
this song is really going to need a great production because it really could fall into any top 40 number and be forgotten. But I love that the song is really a fuck you song to someone. And I feel like I need that in my life right now. What are you saying? There's a lot of people who want to say fuck you to. Um, I also don't think this is going to make it to the finals. Um, and I liked Ireland's song last year better. I think the staging of this song is better. Last year, they had the poor girl running on treadmills and trying to belt her face off. And I was like, what? Why? Why would you do such a thing? The song was so good last year. This year, I just, I'm bored with it too. And I like her, like in her interview, she's so intriguing and down to earth and it's she's like quirky um so she seems very inviting but um yeah i'm just i'm bored that's fair now brooke came in third on the voice uk in 2020 so another one who knows how those game shows work um yeah i again if it doesn't make it i would not be shocked but I, it's fun I, I i like where they're going with it um i don't think ireland will get their uh, eighth win um but we'll see we'll see yeah i i don't think ireland will win for a while might be sometime unless unless they they throw out something other than just i feel like they've thrown a lot of solo um artists out there i think ireland needs to change it up and surprise us yeah now coming up there's another one of my picks it's from Israel. I am Michael Ben David. Semifinal two, second position. Um, again, we are loving upbeat dance tracks. He has got an Adam Lambert vibe, and I'm living for the music video. I think if this song can be replicated on stage, it's going to be a smash, at least for the homosexuals, because it is a very gay song, and that video is very gay. Um, and did you know, to determine the entry for Israel, they used X Factor Israel, and whoever won that show would be their entry. Um, now here's the thing on April 12th, Israel did reveal that they, that due to security, they would not be able to travel to Turin for the time being. This may change. Stay tuned to find out. Will Israel be involved? We will find out soon. Um, but yeah, that was the big shocker here. Um, so first off comparing him to Adam Lambert, at least Adam Lambert can sing. (gasps) Wow. Okay. Okay. Homeboy when he was performing it, I was like, what key are we in? I was like, he's got a lot of confidence. He's going for it. But I was like, I don't think you ever sang a right note. <laughs> um, and it, again, it's boring. It's like one of those dance pop numbers that doesn't do anything. It just, he keeps saying the same thing over and over of, you know, I am, you know, I am. And I was like, mm-hmm. you, you are what? you are you are what like teach me something tell me something go somewhere with this pop track doesn't have to just be bland that's fair i just love how gay it was and and um we need the gay representation because gendrick's not there this year and that we need justice for gendrick from last year um because we love that little twink i i I don't know we'll see we'll we'll, again if it doesn't perform it's going to be upsetting maybe they'll be able to bring him back next year um the world is a scary place and obviously safety comes first um but yeah 
clearly listeners um robbie and i have two very different senses of what we like in eurovision music yeah i gotta it either has to be so camp that i'm like wiggling in my britches or um it has to like make me feel something well speaking of camp our next song is camp it is a song you like it is a song i like it is from latvia instead of meat i eat veggies and eat your salad now it is the pussy song and when it comes to stupid campy shit here she is the song was literally inspired by a t-shirt that said instead of meat i eat pussy The song is filled with sexual innuendos, but doubles as a song for the environment and why being vegan is good. It's a really fun beat. Um, It can be a stupid performance. It's done well. I'm excited to see what the hell they're going to do. And did you know that City Zenny considers themselves the princes of rap and the pop divas of the 21st century? (laughs) Makes sense, right? Yes. Well, you want to talk about like a charismatic group. These these guys, it's we've got a new generation of epic sex guy. Um, if if anyone out there didn't know, so on Eurovision, they aren't actually allowed to play the instruments that they have on stage. So everything they are doing is mimed. So you get these people that are going wild playing their instrument, but you're like, you're just faking this, but you're giving every ounce of energy you have in your body. But this song is camp, but the lyrics are so funny. And they're, mm-hmm. they're so good too. Like um, Panic and Titanic. Uh, I mean, my, the second verse is my favorite. It's like a, when they talk about like bend over and jiggle that peach or recycling while I'm loving those cheeks. Um, (laughs) All the girls in the club say echo. If you want your man's tongue longer than a geckos. (laughs) I just, this was, this was the first song I heard for Eurovision this year and it got me so excited. And then every subsequent song, I was just like, Oh, okay. I, I think this song ruined me for all other eurovision songs because oh it's, it's very possible it, um and as as you said earlier the uh curse of second position that's and that's my biggest fear i think the audience is going to respond well to it but because it's in second position people might forget it the jury on the other hand may not go for it um and so that's my biggest fear i honestly it's not going to win no. i've already accepted that but I just want it to make it to the final because I think it deserves it because it's different. It uh, so it reminds me of like what Uptown Funk did for like pop music. It brought back this big band sound. And I yeah. think this song came out and I was like, oh, it's starting with this like big band sound. And it got me excited from the get go. Um, I also love because they can't say pussy um that they're just coming up with different ways to uh throw it out there yeah it's going to be a fun performance i really do hope it does move to the finals so uh, a bigger audience will watch it um but yeah it, it is crude but it's it, it the, that's the whole point of the song is they're they're able to send a message through a catchy pop song and dirty lyrics 
what what I really want to know is he says forget the hot dogs because his sausage is bigger. Is your sausage really bigger? Well, Inquiring we minds will, want to know. We will find out. Maybe maybe it'll be revealed on the Eurovision stage. <laughs> no complaints here. All right. Next up is a song that I have picked. Um, this is my fuck you. I don't care if it gets zero points entry. It's just fun from Moldova. It is Trenul Etul by Zubub Z Zubub and the Adavhav brothers. What was that? Make shit up. Zubub Zubub Literally. Uh, They're in semifinal one, position nine. Polka. We love polka. The music video takes place on a train that literally the song is about a train ride from the capitals of Moldova to Romania. It is wacky. I am so intrigued to see how they're going to translate this to the stage. I have a feeling it could be hilarious. Um, hey ho, let's go folklore and rock and roll. Um, and Moldova has previously come in sixth and 12th at Eurovision. So we'll see how Moldova does. Now, like I said, I know this song is probably going to go nowhere, but it is fun. It is catchy. And this is the diversity that I like out of Eurovision. So uh, this this is this uh, guy's third time performing at Eurovision, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Six I saw one of, the last time. Yeah, I saw one of his uh, his performances of this song, and he literally had people dressed up as snowmen, um, just kind of awkwardly walking around behind them, and I was so confused. But I think this song is going to do that. I, I will be honest. It's not one of my favorites. I don't think it's going to make it to the finals. Do I think it's like fun, catchy? Yes. I will agree with you on that one. Like I'm not bored when I listen to it, but it's probably, it's, it's like, it's just there. I think, I think last year's Moldovian, Moldovan entry was better, but she had also, she's also performed in Eurovision a few times. Right. Um, I think Moldova's just like, okay, who's up next? <laughs> Again, yeah, it, it's, it's your turn. I mean, if could you point out where Moldova is on a map? I couldn't, but I yes. still want to find out where it is. Okay, fine. Well, you're smarter than I am. Um, I, I'm excited to see what happens with this song. Um, will, I, will I only get to watch it once? Probably, but it's fine. I, I will have it in my heart forever. Next up. So, just so you is know, Moldova's a... like over there in the southeast of okay, well, let's, Europe. We'll, we'll go after we go to uh, Sydney. <laughs> um, very. <laughs> those are uh, two different locations. I know, I know. All right, next up. It's a pick from you. Montenegro, Breathe by, by Valdana. Semifinal two, 15th position. This music video was very powerful. I'm very intrigued to see how it's going to translate onto the stage. The song is dedicated to her mother who died from COVID-19. And she says it's a tribute to all the victims and their families all over the world who have gone through hell. Powerful song. How do you feel it's going to do? I, I fear that it's not going to get the respect it deserves. Mm-hmm. Because, again, this is a ballad that um, has a message behind it. Uh there was an interview and they were like, what do you want as the audience's reaction to your song? Like, what are you hoping? And she goes, honestly, I just want the audience to be silent for three minutes and just listen, just listen to the lyrics. And that's all I ask. 
And um, to like come back from something like that and then to pour yourself into a song and then to have to perform it and not like lose part of yourself every time. Um, I, it's gotta be, it's gotta be intense. And I think, I think it might be an important grieving process for her too, to kind of just get this out. And I think her voice is incredible. It's great that Montenegro is back in. Um, and in previous years, so like all of the Balkan like uh, countries, they all kind of vote for each other. So I'm hoping that um, like Greece and Armenia, Serbia, Slovenia, um, Moldova, like I hope they'll give them some, uh, give her some points. Um, whereas like, like the Baltics all kind of vote for each other. Um, the Nordic countries, like central, it's, it, it's political. And so hopefully there are like with Armenia being back in this year too. Um, I hope that that gives them enough i just hope she gets to the finals i don't think she's gonna win but this if i had to pick like a ballad to win it would be this one right here yeah i think this is going to be one where the viewers might be able to help it especially if they are able to get the same emotion and feelings about covid because a lot of people are affected by it and i think that's where it could be very powerful and again maybe it's a simple like stand there and listen and have a very beautiful visual behind you um that that could be a great way to get um jury points and and televote points yeah i i think if she does something like voila did last year where it's just her and the simplistic um setting but they really use the stage to um like explore what they can enhance this performance with as far as um lighting and projections right. i think it it could really enhance um this like even um elena from uh estonia when she did forza which was this big operetta number but um she had all these projections like on her dress and I think that right. really boosted her number. Like if they can, they can do things like that. I think it's really going to benefit. Absolutely. All right. Next up is a song from both of us. We both love it. Um, before that wolf eats my grandma, I'll give that wolf a banana because why not? It is give that wolf a banana by sub wolfer. Semifinal one, 16th position. Um, these guys are masked in yellow wearing suits. It's very eccentric entry. And we all know, I love those. Um, I'm sure if you're in the club on whatever you're on at clubs, this song is probably a moment. Um, I expect this song is going to be a fun performance of dance and oddity. This, this is the one that I'm like, this will make it to the finals easily. I think it's going to hit top 10. I would love to see it win uh, because the, I think it represents Eurovision so much um, from it, it represents the dance tracks. It has that big um, like drum breakdown uh, the lyrics are ridiculously camp, the costumes, the performance, and the two singers are like taking off um, because <laughs> they do this. They said their age is like 20 million years, like they were born before Earth was born. And so they're living in this world and committing to this character. And I, I don't know if we're ever going to actually get to see their faces. But never, um, absolutely not. And uh, it's like Orville Peck or Sia, and we have these mm -hmm. two two wolves um 
and I think I think the dance moves are great for that TikTok thing um, because that will like go viral. Um, hey, they think, could be lip syncing, and you'll never know. No, but they they literally <laughs> they literally said something. They were like, "Oh, so I guess you have to see our faces," or because they sounded so good when they sang at the performance, they they said something. Oh, so we have to like mess up for you to believe that we're actually singing under these like a eurovision is very strict about like no lip syncing in um the past few years they've allowed backing tracks to be turned right. up to support them and support their voice but you can clearly tell that none of these performers are lip syncing you hear their breathing you hear um like things like that uh, like as a performer those are things that i listen for because i know when i'm performing i'm like I'm sure if I'm dancing while I'm singing, people hear my Absolutely. deep, heavy breaths. Like, Yeah, this is going to be a fun one. I, I really hope it does well, uh, just because we need some lightheartedness in Eurovision and, and the finals. Yeah, yeah. Again, it's one of, I think it stands out because there are just so many of these like random ballads um, or just like, whether they're pop ballads, rock ballads, up-tempo, like, but just singular singers. Um, it's, it's a group number with some eccentricities to it. And uh, it's got pyro. It's got a golden astronaut DJ. So. Yeah, I, 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 I'm excited. And you know what? When it comes to semifinals, they have a great position, 16. Oh, yeah. To, to end. Are they in the second semifinal? Number one, first semis. Okay, so they'll have one person after them. Yep, it'll be great. All right, last one in this category. It is from Robbie. It is Romania's Yamame Call Me by WRS, semifinal two, 13th position. I enjoy that we have a song that blends two languages, neither of which are the country's national language. Uh, WRS is a very colorful character, and I like that he's in on the choreo and not just having the action surround him. And those leather pants, could they be any tighter? I call this gay chill music. Yeah, I, yes. Um, I mean, Yamame literally means call me. Um, so it's, it's, um, it's got an upbeat backing track, but very chill vocals on top of it. And the fact that he's joining in with the dancers, it's very, uh, he has a lot of charisma in what he's doing. I think he has great stage presence. So I think this one will definitely um, bring Romania back to the finals um, as unfortunately last year, it didn't happen. Um, but yeah, I think it's just, I think it's one of the stronger entries this year, in my opinion. Uh, I think it's one that has caught my attention compared to everything else because it's a, it's like a chill dance track. Like it's something that you want to hear like in the club to just kind of relax versus like these like raging, screaming dance tracks that are very much in your face. Yep. Yeah, I, I think, it, I hope it does well. Um, just because I like how at least the performance that has been released already, that one is at least um, engaging. He, he, like I said, he's involved as opposed to the action happening around him. And I, I'm always a fan of that kind of thing. Um, yeah, I, I think this could be a sleeper hit and it could, if it makes it to the finals, 
maybe it'll do well. Maybe I'll get some of those stray votes that help it go pretty far. I think it'll be top 15. We'll find out. All right. Next are the critics choice, the betters choice. I have six entries that are, um, if you look on any of the betting places, these are the ones that they're saying are going to do very well and hope potentially be in the finals. We are going to start off with our host nation. It is also a song that you picked. It is Italy. Uh, the song is Bravidi by Mahum, Mahmoud and Blanco. They're one of the big five, so they're straight into the finals. Um, our host country has gone from rock and roll to mood music. Um, I'm going to need a great presentation because personally, this is not my kind of music. The song won the prestigious San Remo uh, 2022 festival. The song broke the record for most streams on Spotify in Italy one in one day. Mahmoud is a former X Factor Italy contestant, which he finished second in 2019 at Eurovision. And Blanco has spent 18 weeks at the top of the charts, and he's only 19. He's only 19, and he acts it. I think, honestly, Blanco, like, they sound amazing together. They're blending. Yes. Um, they both have such unique voices, but I think Blanco, his immaturity might be their downfall. Mm-hmm. Um because on stage he he makes these choices that it's like and subwoofer uh from norway actually made fun of it in a video he like grabbed mahmoud and like shook him and then pushed him off of it and then (laughs) subwoofer made fun of it and they did it and then they started like punching each other (laughs) during the song um but they like mahmoud has such an interesting tone to his voice um and like when I listened to 2019 Eurovision, I was always like, how, how did he take second place? Like, how did he beat Sergei from Russia? How did he beat like all of these songs? How did he beat Nico from Norway um, with that like uh, Northern Light song that they had? Um, but he has this like stage presence. And I literally turned to my friend one time and I was like, this is how he's going to win. It's with that stupid double clap when he like gets the audience involved. But um, I really think this has, I think it's going to take second place. Right. I, but I do, I do think it could, I do think it could win. And then Italy would host again, which would be wild. I don't think any country's ever oh, won. Correct. Yeah. That's, um, I don't twice so. in a row. And um, I think, also, we have LGBTQ representation there. I mean, we were talking about it. Um, I think I texted you about a month ago and I went, oh, after the music video went out, I was like, oh, I didn't know he was gay. Yeah. Or he may be bisexual, but like in his music video, he like represents um, a gay individual going through um, this uh, situation. And Blanco's like the straight guy who is just screaming while riding a bicycle. I don't know. <laughs> again, again, he he acts like a child like he's he's charismatic and endearing but then sometimes you're like okay like come on yeah yeah it's not my favorite i know why it's getting the hype it is um obviously being a big five it's going to be in their favor and being the host country is definitely in their favor um we'll, we'll see i mean I think I'm going to have to listen to it a couple more times because clearly we, we're, we're getting what my vibe of music is. This isn't it. Um, but Which maybe is I'll so funny to- because I think um, like uh, the one from Croatia 
is kind of like a chill vibe song and this is a very chill vibe song yeah. i think you just like female chill vibe songs i think so i really do for me it's either the skrelting tenors or a chill awesome female vocalist it's my, my, my jam all right next up is a song that neither of us picked but it is a better choice it is river by Ackman semi-final two 14th position this is poland um, Ackman's silky sweet vocals and RB sounds are probably why it's a contender. There's always that one mid-tempo ballad that squeaks its way to the end, and I feel like this is the one that's likely to do it. Again, as I've been saying, the performance is going to be a big factor here. Um, and Ackman won the voice Poland. He has a phenomenal voice. He's a very attractive individual. Um, this song is... I I listened to it and I went, Okay, but what happened? Are you talking exactly. about drowning? Are you talking about drowning yourself? Are you talking about like being because he says the same thing over and over, but it doesn't actually say anything. And um, like, I th it's it's probably one of my least favorite entries of this year, and I kind of get frustrated every time I'm like, people put this as their number one because I'm like, if mm -hmm. this wins. I like over some of these actually really good entries. Um, yeah, it just, it says nothing. He's just a pretty face with a pretty voice. And other than that, he also just looks like he's in pain while he's singing it the whole time. <laughs> and I'm like, again, is that your choice? Also, are you like, is water being poured on you or are you sweating? I mean, I sweat a lot but I don't, I just don't know what's happening. And I just, yeah, I, it frustrates me that this is one of the top ones because I think he, he has the voice to do something better than this. I agree. Yeah, it's, I think it's the song. I don't think it's a good song. Um, I wish he was singing something different and then I'd have a different opinion. But for me, the song is boring. Um, but like, like you said, everyone's putting it as a contender and I'm not sure what I'm missing about it um maybe it's a european thing that they love about it i don't know but um i would be upset if it won yeah yeah i think this would be one where i was like i really don't agree with this like usually in the past i can be like okay i understand like yeah it wasn't my choice but with this one i'm like no i think yeah. it's gonna place top 10 possibly even top five and i'll still be like why you wasted your points on this they should have gone to Latvia. Well, next up is a song that you picked, and also I've now really grown to love because it's good. It is from Spain, Slow Mo by Chanel. It is a big five, so it's going straight to the finals. This is a certified bop. It makes me want to dance with a hot, sexy man. Any takers, let's do it. I hope they make it rain on stage because that's what that music video is all about, and this sexy um, when I asked the audience what their favorites of the year were, this was Lexington Banks's favorite. This song, originally written with J-Lo in mind, though she never accepted it. Um, and did you know that Chanel has a theater background as she's performed in productions of Mamma Mia and The Lion King? She, she is a star. I think this, this is what I would say is going to win. And this is what I hope wins. I know there's another song on this list that everybody thinks is going to win that we'll get to in a second. But this, like, if this doesn't win, honestly, I will kind of be like, how? Because after right. all, like, 40 of these songs have been put out, I'm like, 
oh, this hands down, as far as it's the dance track that a lot of people want. It's the dancer. Her dancing, let alone, is incredible. She could be a backup dancer easily, but then she sings and she has this, like, she has this look in her eye where you're like, oh, I'm interested. Like, I I am with you on this ride. And um, she sounds great, too. Uh, like her runs or the, when she's like, are you ready? Like all of yeah. that stuff. Sorry, <laughs> sinus infection. So I sound like, Ooh. Um, but she, she's phenomenal. And um, I would love España to win. Uh, yeah. Cause we want to go to Spain next year for Eurovision. Um, Spain is much cheaper than Italy. Just saying. Um, I, I don't have any like bad thing to say about this number when i watched it originally i was like oh great okay uh like a a dance track here we go and i watched it and i went i ah wow i might be straight i'm pretty sure i texted you immediately after i i watched it and was like oh my god this is the winner yeah see what i like about it is it has that international appeal to it like you could put this song on in the states and you would make it a top 10 hit um she i mean just saying that it's for j-lo hearing j-lo inspiration in it it, it's got that charm we need another dance track in the realm of international success kind of like toy this i feel like would be it i think this could be an international superstar Oh, she's, she's going to take off for sure. Like she, again, let alone her, her dancing, her, when she does that whole like um, split and then flip and then it's, y'all have to watch her perform it live. You watch the music video, but watch her perform it live. It is phenomenal. And if they take this to like a big grand scale, it, um, it's going to be, Amazing. If they make it rain on stage too. I know. Like, I want it to rain so luck, badly. Good luck to everyone after her. You'll be slipping and falling in her success. Exactly. All right. Next up um, from Sweden. Hold me closer. Cornelia Jacobs. They are performing semifinal two, 17th position ending, uh, not quite ending the show. This again lives in that weird middle ground of epic power ballad and underwhelming pop song. The critics see it as a top three contender, but I'm not feeling it. I don't like mid-tempo music. I think this is the one that people are predicting to win, um, which is wild to me. And I think I think she has an she has such an interesting voice. Like, um, I just yeah i i don't i don't find myself wanting to listen to this song. I also think there were better options in Sweden this year. Yeah. Um, to go and this one, and I was like, okay. Um, but uh, yeah, I just I I don't find myself drawn to this one. I do think it's fine. I like can understand why people like it, but I also just Sweden will always end up like pretty high up i mean they're kind of the mass producer of pop music anyway and they kind of have this like cookie cutter eurovision like they know what to they they get the brief of eurovision they understand it um so yeah i mean listen mons if you're out there if you're listening 
you can be my hero. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hope they don't win. Um, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Um, but yeah, you're right. Sweden really does always do consistently well. And I feel like they're just trying to just make a good year for themselves to happen. And I just don't see it at this song. She's, she's, I don't even like her voice. I don't, it's not pure enough for me. Oh, see, I like, I like that like grunge voice, but I mean, I mean, the last time they won was Mons in uh, 2015 and they did kind of, they did something and then Sergei took it and ran with it. Um, but their projections uh, right. with everything, if you remember that, that performance when he sing heroes, uh, it was this, it was him by himself, but there was so, so much going on with the staging. I mean, also, like, that stage at Austria was kind of one of my favorites. The way the lights wrapped around it and the way they could use everything with it. Because even Belgium took, like, amazing use of that stage um, with Rhythm Back. And, um, or, um, yeah, I think it's Rhythm Back. But, uh I just and and their staging for like Sweden's own Eurovision was really weird. It was just this like colorful circle behind each person. Um, so I think this song like worked in that sense, but on a grand scale, I just don't see it really working on a big stage because it's not one that can have dancers behind and right. it, like I don't know what dancing they would be. So she's gonna be on her own. I feel and I just. I don't know what they're going to do with it. Maybe they'll surprise me, but. Yeah, I, I have a feeling you're right. It's going to be a park and bark and I'm just not going to feel it, but someone's going to feel it and it's fine. Moving to our next one, which is someone. There are a lot of odds saying it's the favorite to win. It's folk rap. It's from Ukraine. Stefania from Kalush Orchestra. Semifinal one, sixth position. It is the third song in full Ukrainian to be entered into Eurovision, but only the second to be performed in Ukrainian on the Eurovision stage. Now, obviously, we got to discuss all of the factors going into this entry. To start, the original entry, Alina Posh, withdrew due to her ties with Russia and the controversy about her border entry crossing. When it comes to Kalush Orchestra, the lead vocalist is currently in charge of passing out medicine and helping Ukrainians flee the country. Another member of the group works in the defense unit. They have not been able to rehearse. Regardless of all of that, this is going to be an incredibly powerful moment. Win or lose, does Ukraine stand a chance? Um, I think they're going to place in the top three, possibly. Um, I don't think this song is the winning song. It could, and I'd be like, you know what? yes like ukraine needs a win in its back pocket the the thing is is i don't know is ukraine going to be in a place to host eurovision next absolutely year? not that's that's the biggest thing especially with you like the rules about hosting eurovision and you have to have two airports within 90 miles you're you have to have a certain number of hotels to house a certain number of individuals you have to have a stadium that holds anywhere from like x amount to x amount of people you also have to have enough space to build around um, for like green rooms, uh, staging houses, things like that. Like the big thing with Italy was so many of their theater spaces that they wanted to do in cultural cities, you couldn't hang lights. You couldn't 
do things because they're protected like artifacts and buildings and things like that. So they had to pick these more modern cities like Torino and, or like Bologna, I know was at the forefront too. Um, so with uh, Ukraine, like Kiev is probably their, their main city that they could host in. And uh, I just don't know that it will be in enough repair or who knows like how far along they'll be in recovery. Hopefully like there is the ability to get them back on their feet ASAP. I do think they need a win in their back pocket. Absolutely. Do I like this song? Not really. Um, I think it's so disjointed and the guys walking around like robots, like they shuffle their feet, like, like broken robots with those pink fluffy hats on eh, they like that were rapping they just feel felt very disjointed and felt um yeah and the the lead singer he was actually in ukraine's song last year too he was part right. of um Goshun, but um yeah and i mean the original song i think that had won for ukraine I think could have won for sure. Um, but again, with her, like you had to not have gone to um, like Russia or Russian owned areas for like since 2014 or something like that. And she had crossed the border and all of these things. And so she had to withdraw. Um I don't know. I think I think if they can rehearse and if they can um, lock it down so it doesn't seem so messy, I think it it I would like it more. I think to me it's yeah. just kind of messy and disjointed. Yeah, I think what's going to happen is there's going to be a lot of sympathy votes from the audience. There's going to be, I think, I would not be surprised if every single country gives them at least a point, which could mm. then skyrocket them just to the win um oh i do but i do think it is like a top 10 song for this year sure it is different it is different it is um so i do think it deserves to constantly be in like the the voting for countries yeah i i think you are absolutely right with it would ukraine be able to host next year i do not think so it's not gonna be possible would there be potentially some sort of exception where kind of like Australia, where another country would be able to host it in their honor. That's, that's a possibility because of what's happening in the world, um, which would, again, let's try to take all that out of the consideration when it comes to voting. Is it my favorite song? No, it's fun. It's different. Um, but I think I have who I want to win and I, I, I'm, it's not this one. Wait, have you said who you want to win? No, I'm going to save it to the end. Oh, I'm just blabbing my mouth over here and letting it all out. Um, but I will say we've already talked about them. So next in oh, our yeah. final well, of this of the six critics and betters pick, it's United Kingdom Spaceman by Sam Ryder. Big five going straight to the finals. Could this be the year the UK redeems itself? It's possible. Um, he's got a very strong vocal. The song has a great vibe. I don't know if it's because of the lyrics or just his sound. He kind of gives me Elton John Rocketman vibes. Um, but did you know that Sam Ryan, um, Sam Ryder was a TikToker who only released his first cover a year ago? 
I hate TikTok. <laughs> See, that's what you got to do. You got to get on TikTok and become a superstar. No. No. <laughs> I hate TikTok so much. I don't even use it. I think it's the biggest waste of time. Um, to be honest, I think I've listened to this song once, but I understand. Like, And I was like, oh, this is probably UK's one of UK's best entries in a very long time. I think they'll easily um, be in the top 10, probably top five with this. Um, I think it um, has a sound that is very current. Um, I don't know that the lyrics have, like the lyrics obviously didn't stick out to me. Not at all. And it wasn't like, oh, I want to listen to this again. It was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I think it's a, definitely an upgrade from last year. Um, they're finally doing things a little better in the UK. Um, I don't see it as winner. Yeah, I don't think it's going to win. Again, because things are political and there are certain countries that aren't going to vote for UK. Um, I don't think it's going to win. Um, I would be, I would rather this win than Poland. I would rather like, um, I'd rather Ireland win than Poland. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. I, yeah, I, I think... There are some choices, and again, we've kind of dissected why we think certain countries are going to do well. Um, but it's it's nice to see United Kingdom finally um, have a chance. If they get zero votes, though, that would be fucking hilarious. That was wild. And the fact that it was four countries that got zero vo- votes. And, like, even... Th- I was so surprised at how low the Netherlands scored last year. Like, yeah. speaking of one of the zero-point countries, but, it, like, because their song was so important... And uh, that female, like, backup vocalist and dancer, she, <laughs> I was like, you are everything right now. Yeah. Well, I have three best of the rest, as I call them. Three that I that I don't think are going to do great, but I just want to p- pull them out just because I think they're interesting and different or fun or whatever. Um, and then you can share if you have any others you want to throw out. Uh, first for me is Georgia, Lock Me In by, um, by Circus Mercus. They're in semifinal two, fifth position. I just love the wackiness of this video. And if they can bring that circus vibe to the mu- from the music video onto the stage, it could be a really cool stage production. I like the song. But one thing that I found really striking was that the group has also released a black video of the song with just a single message on it saying, we artists condemn Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Which is an amazing way to get that message out. Um, yep. I don't think, I don't think this song is going to make it to the final. I think it's fine. Uh, I, yeah, it's, um, it's pretty boring to me, honestly. Um, which Georgia is like a relatively newer country, like within, um, I think their first year was 2007. Um which their their first entry ever is one of my favorite songs that they've ever sent. Her voice is ridiculous. And the dancers that they had for it were like doing these double tours, dropping to their knees and then jumping from their knees and doing double tours again. And I was like, what is happening? Um, y'all, I, I recommend that everybody goes back and watches early 2000s to mid 2000s Eurovisions because you will see so many cringy numbers 
And, and it's going to be one so, of them. And where where things come from, like Lithuania one time sent a song that literally was just them saying, we are the winners of Eurovision, so vote for us. Yeah. And I was like, what? And it kept getting votes. And I was like, no, I hate this song. <laughs> uh, but, and so this song, I just... Um, yeah, and I mean, Georgia got crapped on a lot last year, but his voice was different and his voice was unique. I think his song for 2020 was better. Last year wasn't as great. Um, but this year, I just, I think, um, again, with the Balkan countries kind of like voting for each other, I think Georgia will pick up some votes from Balkan countries and like Azerbaijan and um, things like that. But I don't... I don't foresee it um, making it to the finals. That's fair. Next song I want to throw out there is Greece Died Together by Amanda Tenfjord. Uh, semi-final one, 15th position. This has a very epic sound. The music video proved that um, she is running through the mountains of Greece and that looks very pretty. And there's also a lover, clearly, that she's staring down at. Uh, her surname is the name of her hometown in Norway, though she was originally born in Greece. And pair this song with, I think, a stunning video backdrop. It could be a dark horse and compete at the top with many midpoint um, entries just because of how epic the sound is. This, <laughs> I laugh at this song because the music video is literally her telling this boy that they should die together and then him being like, um, no, I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're crazy. And it's, it's the most dramatic song ever. <laughs> like, it really is. Why what are why are we singing you're she's young she like if we die to get what is this um what is that movie fault in our stars like <laughs> what uh, what are you singing about I, it's the grecian romeo and juliet i like i like the vibe and the sound of the song if it was a different song like if the lyrics were different i think i'd like it more and i'd root for it more i think it's gonna make it to the finals but i just uh, yeah i um I have no interest in the song other than laughing at the overdramatic quality of it. That's fair. And finally, the last one I want to throw out there, Justice for Malta. The song is I Am What I Am by Emma Muscat. Semi-final two, sixth position. Now, we are really, really hammering it in with these triumphant songs of being who we are. I mean, the lyrics are literally take it or leave it. I am what I am. I love, I live. Uh, she has a really strong female pop vocal. And here's another example of needing a strong production to make up for the simplicity of the song. But give me diversity of people in this production and it could be a good moment. My favorite is it's this beautiful girl singing, I am Stunning. what I am. And I'm like, what have you had that's been troubling you? Like, <laughs> you are a beautiful individual that <laughs> probably has never been bullied and you're singing, I am what I am. Like, um, Honestly, the only thing I, I don't like this song at all. I think it's a terrible choice, um, a terrible entry. They had better choices at Malta's right. so like she, she, competition. She originally and, went with the song out of sight and she chose to change it to this one. Um, and the only thing I like is the old lady that's in the background of the music video. I was like, let's just put her in the background of everybody's song at Eurovision. Give her a glass and a half of wine and send her out there. She'll be yeah. great. Um, this no, is one of those songs that I feel like if you put it on like some commercial for like some product, it pro you you would remember it, like tampons. <laughs> I think sure. I think it would be I think it would be great for extra large tampons. All right, all right, um, fine, mock me. The no, I'm <laughs> I'm 
I'm agreeing with you, but I, it's just, it's a stupid song. I'm sorry. Like last year's song for Malta was destiny was incredible. Should have won. Was, uh, I won't say that, but I think it was incredible. That's fair. Are there any others that you wanted to discuss or throw out there? Um, so yeah, Austria, I think has a big mm-hmm. chance of making it into the top five, um, with this, like, again, another like rave number, uh, with Halo. Yeah. Um, I mean, Austria has kind of like, uh, trickled downward since Conchita, but I think this is, will help them return to the finals for sure. But I think definitely top 10 or top five, it kind of has the same vibe as, um, uh, Czech Republic's song two of uh, what is it called? Uh, Lights off or whatnot, where the guy's playing the guitar with a, a like a cello bow or whatnot. Someone obviously didn't tell him, uh, teach him how to play the guitar properly. Yeah. But um, they've got like there's a lot of like rave numbers. Um, to think if there's anything else that really like stood out to oh i will say there's one that's getting a lot of hype and which is wild because i don't think it's going to go over as well in eurovision because she can't have all those backup dancers is albania's um she had like 20 backup dancers when she did it in albania and it was her and this other guy that got like the rave reviews um and she won and it's with secret but um, I think the song is so boring. Um, I didn't think she sounded that great when she sang it. She seems like a very interesting and like kind and fun individual. Like I wanted to root for her. I just don't like the song. And I also like Justice for Albania for last year. They scored so low and Anzela's voice is ridiculously insane. So I just like this year, this song getting hype. I'm like, it's because it's a dance number. Yeah. Um, other than that, listeners, if you're looking for other hot guys to watch, um, I would throw out Nadir from Azerbaijan. He's a very, very attractive man. Um, oh, but his song is why do why do people continue to throw themselves into water backwards? Like we had Estonia last year, and now this guy from Azerbaijan, he's like, I'm dramatic, and I'm gonna throw myself off this dock into water, and his song is. Eh. I didn't say it's a good song. I said he's hot. No, now, listen. All you need is Latvia. It's got five. It's got six very attractive men being charismatically clean on stage. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Now, to wrap this up, let's discuss. Obviously, we've we've thrown out some options of who could win, who's going to be up there. Um, let's just throw it out there. Who who is your winner pick? Um. I'm going to go have to go with Espana. Same. That's what it is. I agree. Like, I I honestly, out of every, like, all 40 countries, I don't see another choice being the right one. I think this ticks all of the marks. And it's still, like, even though it's this poppy song, it still somehow is, like, Eurovision because there's, like, some ballroom esque elements to it i think the way she presents it is still theatrical um i think that i'm do i want a different song to win 
absolutely. I want Latvia to win. I want Norway to win. I want these like campy numbers to take hold and rule the world. But yeah. um, I think Espana, uh, my other like possible shoe in would be Italy winning again, which would be wild. Yeah, I think that would absolutely be wild. Um, I don't know what where they would go next year or if they would stay in Turin for another um, win. Um, but yeah, I just, I think Spain just has that international appeal. It really gives me the same emotion that I had when I um, listened to Toy for the first time. It's exciting. It's dancey. It's fun. And this is what Eurovision is to me. Um, if she makes it rain on stage, just forget, just cancel the night. She wins. Um, but yeah, I, I think overall, is this a great Eurovision year? No. Is it serviceable? Sure. Um, is it going to be very political and heavy? That I think is going to be a big storyline. And I'm very intrigued to see how that all plays out. Um, I don't know. I know because you're not really supposed to be political on that stage. I don't know what's going to happen should anyone try to use their platform for a moment. Um, but I wouldn't put it past Yeah. Them. Well, it's why Belarus um, is banned for a bit. Well, they got banned again this year, I think, indefinitely. Um, but last year, they were sending, they sent a song. They said, no, you can't use this. Then they sent a political number and they said no. And so they were kicked out of the EBU, like, or Eurovision for like two years or something like that. But then this year, because of everything going on, they got removed as well. Um like it, it's like I wonder when we're going to see Russia in Eurovision again, considering a lot of times they have top five placers with their exactly. songs, if not top three. Um, yeah, it's and like last year's was one of my favorite numbers. Um, I I don't I mean, I think anything said against Russia would kind of be let slide because obviously no one's going to change their song, but to like right. people like supporting Ukraine, which I think is very important. We, we need to get people involved. Um, but it's, it's this weird like way of tiptoeing around it because you don't want to incite like a world war. Um, it's wild. It's it really, is. yeah. So, All right. Well, to, yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say it's going to be an interesting year for Eurovision. Um, I hope people make me more excited for their songs and we'll see. Yeah, I think that's what's always fun is the lead up to it is all the interviews and all the, the pre-show fun um, that everyone has. Is it really like Eurovision movie? I don't know. Do they have like a big song along? I don't know. If they do, I'd like to go see one one time. Um, but to recap, Tuesday, the 10th of May, is semifinal one. Thursday, the 12th of May, semifinal two. And the 14th, Saturday, of 14th of May, is the finals. I really don't know how I'm going to pull this off and watch this because I am going to be away um, working. So I really hope I can make this work because I love Eurovision. Um, I may just have to, like, not sleep and watch it... Um, uh, some other way, but I, I'm very excited. Do you have big plans to watch? Um, so I'm going down to 
Orlando to visit uh, one of my best friends and we're going to watch at least for the 12th and the 14th. So the 10th, I'll probably still be in New York though. Probably just watching in my living room, telling people to leave me alone. (laughs) Well, I I'm excited. I'm really excited that I got you back on the podcast. We'll have to do another uh, recap of something very soon. Uh, maybe we'll after Eurovision we'll do like a little roundup and discuss the the events and everything that happened. Um, this is normally where I would ask you where to find you on social media. Your answer would be you can't. But instead, do you have any um, projects or Venmo you want to share? Um, I if you are going to Venmo me, Venmo that money to Ukraine, support Ukraine. I think it's very important that we figure out like support refugee projects. Um, Refugees are starting to come into the States and we need to make sure that these people are taken care of and have a safe space and feel uh, protected from what the evil that is going on. Um, Get vaccinated, mask up. Um, Also, yeah, we need to come together and definitely get to voting and not let Republicans take uh, charge of what's coming up as well. So there's a lot of things that uh, we need to focus on as far as projects for myself. um, I have some things in the works, but uh, can't talk about them right now. Uh, Yeah, stay happy world. Well, thank you so much for being here and talking about Eurovision with me. Yeah, of course. I mean, I annoy all of my friends uh, with Eurovision, constantly showing them videos. And I'm like, oh, you have to see this. You have to see this. Oh, I'm watching this one. I'm watching this year. Uh, um, There are very, uh, there's a streaming platform that a lot of people post videos to that you can find years of Eurovision on from about like 2000 to 2016. I don't want them taken down, so I'm not going to mention it, but <laughs> it's, um, and you, you, yes, you should know. If you want to find them, there. ask me to ask Robbie and I will pass it along. Yes. Um, but it's out there again, Good to know. some wonderfully cringy numbers. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for being here. Yeah. Thank you for having me. A giant thanks to Robbie for chatting. Subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review while you're there. And don't forget to visit buymeacoffee.com slash block talk to show support for the pod. If you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at theaterthenow.com via our question link. Like, listen, love. Until next time, I'm Michael Block, and that was Block Talk. Block Talk.